Hi, I'm Lauren Dimmitt-Waters. Hi, I'm Alyssa Chapman. We're two New York City bloggers and influencers who have been covering beauty, fashion, and family life for what seems like forever. But now we're two women in midlife who want to discover all the secrets to growing younger. We're ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti-aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, lifestyle, wellness, and longevity. We'll unearth what works and what you shouldn't waste your money on. Even if it's crazy, we'll hunt down the latest and greatest to help us all get through this journey with a little humor. And a lot of moxie. We want to keep fighting that fight so we can grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hey, everybody. It's Melissa. And it's Lauren. How are you, Lauren? I am good. How are you? We are. I am so excited because today we have Dr. Steve Fallick, board certified plastic surgeon and medical director at Beauty Fix Med Spa on the podcast. And we need him now more than ever. Is that Oh, my right? God. Don't we, though? I don't know about <laughs> you, but everything's heading south on my face. <laughs> I was just actually doing a, um, I- I'm doing a big beauty roundup, and I had to do a lot of profile shots. And I noticed that everything is just falling, and it's very depressing. It is. So let's, let's get going, though, and asking some questions here, because I know everybody's dying to get back to their doctor or spa, or whatever they need to do to get, fix everything above the neck, or even the neck. Yes, and, and definitely all the lines and wrinkles and the neck. And just, I basically just want to complete tune-up. So Dr. Fallick, please, uh, you know, let us know what, what are some things that you know, Beauty Fix Med Spa has done to protect your clients during this post-COVID situation? Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's uh enjoyable listening to you guys. Uh, it's an interesting time right now um, for med spas, for doctors, for everybody involved in the cosmetic surgery business. Uh, and we're really just starting to get back into the swing of things. It clearly won't be what it used to be, but we at Beauty Fix are doing everything possible to make sure that your experience is what it used to be, maybe a little bit different, certainly a lot safer. Um, and we're just going to um, keep, keep pushing on to make sure that our patients are happy. Um, I have a question. So what does it look like now? Like, what can we expect when we book an appointment? Sure. I mean, that is really the first question that almost everybody asks. And the first part of booking an appointment is that you will be asked a variety of questions. You will be screened even before you show up at Beauty Fix. Wow. So uh, that's obviously for the patient safety, for all of our patients and for the staff itself. So when you call or text or email or DM someone, then uh, our, our receptionists are going to ask you questions like, have you been to a hotspot, which keeps changing? Is anybody in your family sick? The standard, standard questions. Right. Um, and once that's done, when, once that is done and you make an appointment, um, you're going to find that getting an appointment is a little bit more difficult. And why is that? Uh, before COVID, obviously, we would try and space out the appointments as succinctly as possible, trying to get as many patients in in a day um, that would work with, without powering our staff. Uh, but clearly, that's no longer the case. So as we're generally based in New York City, 
Uh, we can't tell patients, go sit out in your car or go sit out in your Uber. Right. So, oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that, that, that's been a bit of a problem. So really what we're doing, and we are, we are stressing safety. Just as a little bit of a background, I am the current president of the New Jersey Society of Plastic Surgeons. Sometime in March, most of the leadership groups of the Northeast states decided that we needed to put together some guidelines uh, for, for reopening uh, our offices and med spots. And the guidelines have really sort of taken off. Uh, certainly New York uh, has used them in most of the Northeast um, states, irrespective of just cosmetic surgery or med spas are using these guidelines. Mm-hmm. And most of them are pretty straightforward and they're similar ones that, that you would expect. Um, you know, we've taken out a bunch of the communal chairs and, and sofas. We've spaced our chairs six feet apart from each other. Uh, our waiting room, which to, to my annoyance, but happiness was always packed. I, I like to get patients in and out as fast as possible. Well, so no, uh, so no more, wait, like there's no waiting room anymore, basically. There, yeah, it, wow. there is, there will be a few patients in the waiting room, but they will be spaced. It is no longer you know, cram as many people in as possible. That, that, that's gone. And, um, the communal coffee's gone. I know, Lauren, you know. isn't that the, one of the things that you love about these, you know, I love, that's what I love about going to my doctors. And I, there's always like nice coffee and it's like so pretty. I see all the magazines. Like that, Magazines, those are gone. Yes, yeah, I know. That makes me sad, but I understand. I mean, safety first, right, doctor? Uh, safety first, second, third, and fourth. <laughs> if, if if you need to give up your coffee, uh, that's a small you. price to pay. Yeah, bring us go to Starbucks. Go to Starbucks. Right. Where where our twenty third Street address is luckily literally five feet from Starbucks. Oh, that's well, there you go. That there is go. very good to know. That is that we're, is a key ingredient that we need to know about this. Okay, good. Yeah. good. We're, we're we're also right across from Italy, so if you really are looking for time to kill, that's probably a good place too. Nice. Oh, it is. <laughs> so, uh, you know, unfortunately, we've replaced the coffee and the Danishes and everything else with uh, uh, temperature scanners, um, <laughs> hand- masks, gloves, hand wipes, Purell. Um, and, it, it, you know, I guess we're sort of in the uh, in the um, uh, you know, chic now to have all the uh, to have all that. Uh, I, again, I just can't stress that. Your safety is really what's what's important. Well, can so, I ask you a question? If somebody comes in and wants, they're wearing a mask, right? But they want to deal with the lines around their mouth. What do you do? Can you right, do that? Right. That, that was a big thing that, you know, right. Yeah. How, how does that work? Oh, also, one other question. Do, do you give masks out to people or are they allowed to come in with their own masks? Uh, we will provide a mask, okay. but you're not walking in the door unless you have a mask. Got it. Um, got we, we, we've obviously, we've got some um, uh, good supply chains. We have the best masks possible. Um, we've got more than enough masks and gloves. Okay. Again, okay. we would appreciate if you'd, we, we almost demand that you come in with a mask, but okay. if you're looking for a better mask, we, we certainly have them. Um, in terms, and, and just sticking with the mask, Depending on your treatment, mm-hmm. and I'll answer your question shortly, you're going to wear that mask the whole time. So if you're getting oh. Botox in the forehead, in the crow's feet area, uh, if you're getting filler in the cheeks, mask stays on. 
If wow. you're getting a nose, if you're getting some nose filler, the mask stays on. If you're getting a body treatment, the mask stays on. Wow. Uh, there was some question in terms of, you know, what the recommendations are in terms of lip fillers, right. lines around the mouth. Uh, there's no general consensus outside of the fact that if you are going to do those sort of injections, mm -hmm. then uh, for the staff safety, not only should you be wearing a mask, again, more likely a KN95 mask or an N95 mask, but we also recommend that you wear a face shield. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So that's, so taking the mask off again is for the staff's safety. And again, when the procedure is done, we're going to sterilize that room. We're going to wipe everything down. Okay. Um, we've got some ionizers. Uh, we've got some uh, HEPA filters, which help clean in the air. So we're on top of all this stuff. No, it sounds so, like, yeah, no, it really sounds like you are completely, you have it all down to a science at this point. And that's good. That's good for all of us to know. Yeah, that, that makes sure that, you know, we feel safe, which yeah. is good. And, you know, that's going to, I think, help people feel confident about going back. I actually want to like book an appointment right now after speaking to you because I feel totally, <laughs> I feel more, this is a true story. I have not gotten my hair done because I don't feel relaxed. But after speaking to you, I feel relaxed now about going and getting a treatment at Beauty Fix Mitzvah. I'm not even kidding, by the way. I really, I, like you, it sounds like you really have it down to a science. I, I think you would be crazy to go to any med spa or any doctor that doesn't, that's not following these guidelines um, that, that don't have safety as as their paramount decision so uh, we, do you, you know we're, we're, we've been around long enough where we're not looking to cut corners right right um, but I, I think this brings up a good point though i think that people that don't live let's say that are listening to us that don't live in the you know new york city area that they should be asking these questions of whatever doctor that they choose to go see moving forward correct i completely agree with you okay right. so, so what do you think is a checklist of things that Let's say someone that you know is listening, because we have listeners all over the country. What should they what should they ask their med spa doctor when they're about to go in to get any kind of injectable? What are the things like what are like the five top things they need to know? Well, are you asking in general or from a safety standpoint? In or? general, and for, I mean just post-COVID, because everything's changed so much now. I think from a safety, I think that a lot of women, at least I know, are scared, yeah. you know, yeah. to go back. So I think yes. from a safety perspective, okay. just to ease their minds, like what would be the questions that they should ask when they call to book an appointment or possibly book an appointment? Well, I think we've sort of mentioned something before. I'd like to know how busy the waiting room is, okay. how, mm -hmm. often, how often you're seeing patients, are rooms being sterilized between okay. cases? Um, are you taking temperatures? What are, what are you generally doing for my safety? And then I think one of the other questions is, have you tested the staff? Excellent. And, excellent questions. This is okay. great. You, you, have you yourself been tested? And I mean, we have, we, we have one of our injectors who had the virus early March recovered. She's fine. Um, I told her, I don't care. You're wearing a mask. Wow. Right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, just because, you know, you've had the antibody right. and hopefully you're no longer infective, it doesn't matter to me. So, and she completely understood. And we're going to treat everybody as if they're a, um, you know, potential, potential host. Yep. 
So okay, this brings up a, boy, another. Boy, this is really depressing. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. I don't no, let's talk about the good stuff. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna no, we're gonna move on. We're, let's move on to what I really want to talk about now that we've okay. we've hopefully got people going, women and men going back to get whatever it is that they want. Right, right. And, and by the way, also no, it's not depressing because you actually have alleviated a lot of fears. Like, and I think that people that are listening now are armed with this knowledge, either they make their appointment at Beauty Fix Med Spa or they take what you've told them and they ask their local provider for all these questions to be answered. And if they do, they should feel totally confident in getting their treatments again. So I actually yeah, feel like- Yeah, go back. Yeah, I feel like, no, I do. I go feel back. Like, I feel like yeah. this is actually going to help people a lot. Podcast. It definitely helped okay. me. I, I will just follow up by saying as the president of the New Jersey Society of Plastic Surgeons, I was getting texts and, and emails and phone calls from- from members and you know can i do this can i do that i said go back good go back. yeah you know, we're we're open we're open we're open we're okay well here's my next question then based on this now so what i'm gathering from the from the the what you just said that you know you're not going to be seeing as many patients you're probably going to have to wait longer to get an appointment like you're not going to be able to go in possibly you know with the in the, within the week you might have to wait a month so I've been hearing something very disturbing that there are people that are so anxious about or scared to go to a spa or see a doctor to get this done, that they're actually buying injectables off the black market and watching do-it-yourself videos on YouTube and injecting themselves. I'm horrified by this, but I would love to hear what you have to say, like what the dangers are. Because It's crazy. Well, the crazy part about this too, doctor, is that, you know, people think, oh, I can do my own haircut. I can bake my own banana bread. I can also just give myself both. <laughs> yeah. and, and really, like, that's not true. Right, doctor? I mean, you tell us. Well, doctor. well, well look, I can slice banana bread really well. So <laughs> I, can, I, I should be able to do surgery, right? Right, um, exactly. When, when, you, when I heard you say, what are the dangers? I, I just sort of chuckled to myself, like, what are the dangers? I mean... Okay. This is, this is complete insanity. Um, <laughs> I agree, but I'm just curious. I mean, let, 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 let's start with the first, first part. Okay. Buying cosmetics, buying Botox, buying anything online via the black market or even, you know, from a reputable website. Right. That, you're not getting Botox. Uh, right. Allergan, which is the major manufacturer, is not just selling Botox to anybody, you know, with a PayPal account. Wow. Uh, or, a, yep. or a Venmo. Okay. Yep. You need to set up accounts. You need to speak to the companies. It, I'd be shocked. Again, I haven't done the research, but I can't imagine that any of the American reputable companies are doing any of this. Right. And I will tell you that uh, in the last 10 years, numerous cosmetic uh, surgeons, dermatologists have run a, a foul of the U.S. government because they've been using Botox from China or from other places. Which wow. Is not wow. So um, you're dealing with an inferior product. You're not, you don't even know what that product is. Um, so I think you'd be, uh, I, I, to say it's malpractice would be an understatement. So, you know. Well, you can't thing, sue yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, I also, I also think it's because, you know, we do so much since this COVID hit, we do so much online. That I think people just think you can do everything online. You can zoom, you could, you know, you could, you could do everything. But when it comes to health like this, this is not something you can do online. Like you do need to, you know, go to a real doctor, a real 
real med spa. So, so then let's pick up the second part of, of the conversation um, about doing stuff online. So let's say you're crazy enough to go out and buy this stuff. And you've, as you said, you figured, oh, I can cut my own hair um, right. or I can make banana bread. The <laughs> likelihood of you poisoning yourself with banana bread is pretty unlikely. The likelihood of you uh, lopping off all of your hair and it never growing back is pretty unlikely. Right. Mm-hmm. The likelihood of you doing significant damage if you don't know what you're doing mm. is pretty high. Right. I mean, I've seen lots of injectors over the years. Um, I've seen, you know, lots of bad results from people who claim that they have lots of experience. Uh, just watching a, a YouTube video or an Instagram or something like that is just, it's a recipe for disaster. If you stick the needle in the wrong places, you're talking about potential blindness, potential bleeding, uh, you know, what we would call vascular occlusions. It's oh my just going to be a bad idea. A recipe for disaster, basically, is what it sounds like. So what, what, what could happen? Like, what could potentially happen if you did this? Like, what are some of the dangers or side effects or permanent effects? So with something like Botox, basically the side effects will be if you're injecting in the wrong area, the wrong muscle, uh, you're looking at anywhere from three to six months of a paralyzed muscle that may be asymmetric on the face. Uh, You may have drooling, you may have swallowing issues, uh, you may have some visual complaints. You know, you Uh, know, we we should actually, this should be the part that we are going to (laughs) highlight. We should put this on like. If anyone hears these problems, if these are the side effects, I don't think anyone's ever going to do this again. I hope not. <laughs> the drooling, the lopsided. Yeah. Yep. So, wow. so and, and that's with Botox or any of the other neurotoxins. Mm-hmm. In terms of filler, the worst thing that can happen is that you stick a needle directly into the uh, multiple facial arteries that are on the face uh, and you inject too, too fast and too hard. That can then go into the brain, into the eye, and you can have a stroke. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty big problem. And again, that happens on rare occasions with uh, experienced injectors. So somebody without any experience, I think that would be a bad idea. Um, I mean, it sounds like, you know, this is definitely not something you cannot do Botox or any kind of injectable like you cut your hair during COVID. So don't even think about it. Just get it out of your mind. If you really want a good idea, go get or raise anatomy, which is an, an anatomical textbook, or go online and see facial arteries. Just type in facial arteries, nerves, and veins of the face. If you think you're going to stick a needle in that without knowing the anatomy and having an idea of where things are, you're you're going to be in trouble because there are arteries, nerves, veins. There's a lot of places you can get in trouble. Well, Well, that brings up another question, another statement that I I always say is that's why you should go to a doctor to get this done because hopefully they are well-trained in knowing all the muscles and arteries and parts of the face. I I wouldn't let anybody stick anything in my face unless they absolutely knew everything about it. Right. Or, I mean, right. Or go to a, a place that there is a doctor in charge. 
You know that a doctor's overseeing it. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, I, I've heard I've heard that there are many people, not many, but there are, are some very talented people, you know, that do injectables, you know, but hope at a place where there's a doctor in charge. Absolutely. Right. Right, doctor? Um, uh, yes, I would agree. And part of the issue there is uh, even if you're an experienced injector, at some point in time, again, that's either for doctors, nurse practitioners, estheticians, whatever procedure you're doing. It's not 100% foolproof, and there are always going to be complications. And recognizing the complications and being able to address them appropriately and quickly and with good medical decision-making can really make the difference between uh, a a minor complication, such as bruising, uh, versus something really significant where there could be some skin loss or even worse. So uh, that's really why you want a medical doctor involved. Um, can I ask you, so what are like some of the things that you're seeing people are coming back for now, like since you reopened at Beauty Fix Vet Spa? What are some of the procedures that people are really like, what are the most popular ones that people are getting? Well, what we're seeing is a fair amount of the Zoom effect, which is people have been staring at their computer and staring at themselves and Without a mask. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and depending on your camera, your 1080 high D or HD, uh, you can significantly see those lines and things that are that are falling or going south, as you guys said. Yes. So we're seeing a fair amount of uh, fillers um, and Botox. I think that's really sort of the bread and butter uh, of, of Beauty Fix. We also do a huge amount of body sculpting. Mm. And people have gone one of two ways over this quarantine. <laughs> I know where you're going with us. <laughs> yeah. You're, 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 you've either been on your Peloton every day and you're in the best shape of your life. And there's maybe one or two areas that you can't address. Or you've been eating Malamars every day. And that's you've been eating that banana bread you've been baking. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, so people are, you know, really sort of self-conscious about things these days. They're not going out. They've been weighing themselves on the scale. This home life has really sort of impacted how people view themselves. Um, So we're seeing an uptick in everything. Okay. All right. So this is good to know. I mean, I feel like, you know, this quarantine has changed the way we do so many things. And Lauren and I have this group on Facebook um, called Growing Younger, which, you know, we get a lot of our ideas from there. And everyone has just been talking about all this stuff, you know, how they feel like their face is just falling. They gained all this weight. I mean, women of a certain age were just all falling apart over this, you know. Well, I think we're also really, we're really critical of ourselves. Yes. And also this brings up a great point. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been on a lot of Zoom calls and I just look at myself and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I'm trying to fix the angle of the camera. I'm trying to like, you know, hold, hold my, my head up high and my neck and try not to like smile too much because I know my Botox had worn off and, you know, it's like, so are you finding, are, are you finding doctor that like, people are coming in and like, because they weren't able to keep up on the Botox, 
or the filler what that they need a lot more i mean what what's happening with that too well, it's interesting because I think my wife is a corporate attorney and she's on lots of Zoom calls and she has to get dressed up and put on makeup. Uh, clearly, it's not to the extent of when she's in the office, but she worries about her looks on the Zoom calls. Uh, she also worries about the background, but uh, the same thing, you know, is the light good? Right. Is the angle good? I don't necessarily think about it that much, um, but for women that they do. Um, in terms of the amount that they need, Generally, Botox will last six to nine months. So if you haven't had it in three or four months, I can't say you're going to need that much more, but uh, people are people have, have, have missed it and they've missed sort of their <laughs> three-month window. So yeah. if, things are, if, if things are falling apart, then yeah, they, they just need generally more to catch up to where they are. I mean, Botox and fillers are more maintenance these days. Uh, at least right. in the 30, 40, and, and 50-year-olds. Um, so I can't say I'm injecting more. I think we're sort of just trying to get back, at least for our old patients, to where they were, say, in January. So so I'm curious. So, you know, I'm going to be 47. So what happens after you turn 50? Like, what do you need then? Or what, what would you suggest for over 50? I feel like sometimes over 50, you just fall off the radar, you know? I think for every different age group, it's it's certainly different. Um, for our under thirty crowd, most of the most of what they want is some lip filler, mm. maybe some higher cheekbones. Um, as we get older, a little bit more on the cheeks. They like lip filler; they don't want to be overfilled. But women in their forties and fifties get those thin lines. The makeup, excuse me, their lipstick is sort of pulling. So just putting a little volume in there does does nice work. Um, the nasolabial fold, those are the lines around the mouth tend to uh, tend to get worse. What all of these treatments have done is basically used to be 50 years old and you need a facelift. Yes. With Botox, it, you know, with Botox and fillers, you're pushing that back. Yeah, we were just we there was it was just an article with Vera Wang who's 71. And she was showing her pictures on Instagram and every, and she was saying, you know, she lives like a healthy life. And, you know, we were all curious, how did she look so good at 71? You know, I mean, what do you think, Lauren? <laughs> I don't want to say anything. But... Well, I, I, I think she's using a filter. So, <laughs> oh, um, well, you know, sure, I mean, no, no, Instagram seriously, filter, because you see on. some pictures of her, the pictures that she puts up herself, she has somehow made herself look like Dewey and yeah, I mean, there's definitely a filter. And I hate to say that because I love Vera Wang. She still looks amazing. Don't yes, get me wrong. I'm saying However, like, like I want to look like Vera Wang at 71. So how do we how do we all get to that 71 Vera Wang look, Doctor? Tell us. Give us some of your secrets. <laughs> I, I I don't know Vera Wang. I know who she is. Um I haven't seen the pictures, but I can pretty much surmise that if you've got a personal chef. Yes. A trainer who can exercise <laughs> all day. That probably and and good good genes that probably helps. Um, were we talking about Vera Wang's face or her body? Oh, her face. Her face. I mean, she, oh, her body is pretty great. Yeah. Too. No. Okay. She's, you're right. Like, it's it's a head to toe thing. See, I yeah. love this though. Well, that you, I, lo I love that you were being so honest on this doctor because I think this is something that a lot of women need to understand. You know, depending on your lifestyle, your circumstances, your economic socioeconomic background, like. 
you know, you have to be realistic about what you can achieve at a, at a uh, spa, at a med spa, like beauty. I'll give you an example. I'm currently living with my 19 year old daughter who is a, or was a college athlete. And, oh, wow. yeah. you know, she's, she's not in college. So she's working out twice a day. She's got these protein shakes. She's measuring out all of her food and she's in phenomenal shape. But most of us can't spend that much time measuring our food, cooking everything. Um, Exactly. So I think you have to be realistic about stuff. Right. I mean, very few people, very few 40 and 50 year olds come in and say, I want to look like I look like I'm 20. Right. It's more like, how can I maintain what I'm, you know, what I'm looking like? How can I look a little bit more refreshed? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I brought up Vera Wang's body because what you're also finding and what we're finding at Beauty Fix these days is a lot more interest in the body uh, in addition to their face. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my God. You know, my mother, God rest her soul. All she cared about was her face, her body. It was almost like she was a floating head. Like women of her age, like that's all they, they, she had the old Hollywood tapes, you know, the old Joan Crawford Hollywood tapes that she would use as like a facelift. But she didn't even think about her body. It was all about the face. And I feel like women of our age now, like we're all about the entire body, not just the face. And that that's really where we stress a lot at, at Beauty Fix. We've got a bunch of machines. We've got uh, cool sculpting, true sculpt. We've got fat melting machines. We've oh, got wow. Mus- we've got muscle building machines. Uh, I that's do great. a fair amount of filler in the buttock area and across all age groups. So uh, we take care of a lot of women that are concerned about their body. And as is our name, Beauty Fix, we actually take care of a fair amount of patients who've had uh, rather adventurous treatments before. And um, I think we're really good at telling the patients not necessarily what they want, but more what they need and and what's going to be best for them. Oh, so so you've also like had to fix procedures that were had gone awry. Correct. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, we, we, there's, there's a fair amount of patients that have had injectables elsewhere that they're not happy about and uh, body treatments, whether it's tummy tucks or lipo that we can take care of. Uh, we see a fair amount of patients that have had Brazilian butt lifts and they've got irregularities and, and we take care of those areas too. So um, we do do a fair amount of beauty fixing. Okay. (laughs) This has been fascinating. So listen, I've got to, I want to go freeze my face. So (laughs) what, what, what would you like to say before we wrap, you know, before we go, like, here's your plug, go for it. Uh, My plug would be that New York, New Jersey, the surrounding areas. Well, I'll give two points. One is uh, we're at the down part of the curve. And before we open up, this is probably the safest time that you could do anything in the tri-state area since our infection rate is is low. Beauty Fix is open for business. We would love to see you. We'd love to have you. Oh, you're going to see us. Don't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you may not get the Monday at four o'clock appointment, but uh, you you know, if, if you're willing to come during longer hours and we're going to be there later and earlier because we're, we're basically here for you guys. 
and we're doing everything possible to get our patients back into the office. We're going to be expanding hopefully soon. Oh, good. Uh, we want to be your total body, total face experts. We offer plastic surgery. We offer injectables. As I said before, we offer machines. Uh, we should have everything that's available for your beauty needs. Right now. Well, and what was your nice. other plug? You said there's two. That was one. Um, that's I it. <laughs> okay. I think that was a pretty good plug. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you have, I, I have to say, before we started this podcast, I was like, I don't know when I'm going to get my next treatment. And now I feel completely secure, you know, that, that, it, that we can, I can get it done and it can be safe. So like you have convinced me, and if you've convinced me, you're going to convince a lot of the people that are listening that it's okay to go back. So go back. One of the classic questions that patients ask plastic surgeon is, would you do this to your wife or a member of your family? And if anybody wanted to go get a beauty treatment at Beauty Fix, I would recommend it now. Great. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Oh, it's been my pleasure. This has been great. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, everyone, go get your stuff done. Go back. Bye. Bye. <laughs>